There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the best of the TomBernardShow.com, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, Who me? me? <laughs> Well, I'd like to know if I was married to a whore piece of shit. (laughs) You could just look at her license. My. Her special stripe. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. (laughs) It's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. This is why I drink. We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are and, you know, we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice and they go from there and then call us back later. But the key is, is that they don't know all their rights or they're not told all their rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding, uh, so they can help themselves and their families the best they can. And the number is? Is 800-770-7008. Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean, Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured. Brad, Sean, Bryant. Welcome back, everybody. Did another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you as always by Brad, Sean, Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had comedian Jessica Curson in studio. Next on The Best Of. Did she do her grandmother's voice for you yet? I heard it on Kick. God, it's the greatest voice. You have to ever. see the face too. Do it. You have to see the, Oh, you make a face when you yeah. do it. Yeah. You want me to talk oh. about seasonal affective disorder? <laughs> yes. I have seasonal de- <laughs> affective disorder every day, 365 days a year. Miserable. That's phenomenal. I say they even look like that when they're saying something positive. It's gorgeous outside. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
I'm glad you're on camera. Yeah, I know. I, right. It's it's better when I'm on camera. Well, you are on camera. No, I know. It's good. It's wonderful. I, yeah. I, I think that's just... Your mic isn't working. My mic is not working. Not, not at all? Not working. There you go. There you go. Somebody's been messing with my mic again. God yes, damn. I think it's just like a loose thingy. Probably listeners liked it a lot better when they could just be going... I I don't know what it is this like last seven days, but yeah. every time I get in the car to bring my son to school, you start talking about, and I have to do an explanation. This morning it that was taint fish, thing. I know it's unbelievable. <laughs> fish penis. Well, that was her fault. And then, I, it's all my fault. The phallic. What is it called? The the penis fish. Pen, penis fish. Yeah, the penis throbbing. Fish. The throbbing penis story. fish. That's the other thing. Yeah, oh, no, I didn't pulsing. hear that part. That's, the throbbing or pulse. It, it was pulse. <laughs> Oh, this one says it wasn't throbbing. Well, that one says pulse. Have you seen the picture of them on the right beach? I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen the thousands of them that are on the beach? That's disgusting. It looks like it's wearing a condom, too. It, what's funny Some is Some of them do. Somebody, Absolutely. Yeah. Somebody captioned this news story. It's not even a nudist beach. You know, <laughs> There's penises uh, everywhere. Honestly, God, it's so amazing. There's one thing about being in, Cal- in, in Minnesota, excuse me, that once Thanksgiving passes and the weather starts getting worse... There are all these sexual references that come up, and I don't know why that is. It was taints last week because <laughs> yeah. apparently Josh, uh, who is it? Is it Josh Brolin? Yeah, it was Josh yeah. Brolin. Yeah. Decided he, well, he'd heard <clears throat> from several people that if it's really good for your mental stability oh, yeah. to tan your taint. <laughs> Oh, I can't take it. That's a fact. And Who he has did time it. to tan their taint? Oh, I, I can barely get out of bed. I understand. I don't uh, care what my taint. Who, I mean, and how many people are looking at his taint? I don't know. Is well, it for looks or is no, it? No, no, it's for health, mental well-being and health. That's not true. You're no, of course to, not. I mean, said, <laughs> that's a spot where you absorb vitamin D very well. Yes. <laughs> right, so pour milk on it. I like it. Pour yeah. milk. Take yeah, a milk bath. Pour milk on your taint. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. That's a great commercial. It got, is a great yeah. commercial. Got taint. But apparently he got sunburned because there's very little melanin down there. <laughs> what an idiot. How I, did we even find out about this? He came forward and said, don't do that because it doesn't work. Who is going to do that to their taint anyway but him? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea oh, who would do that. I'd make who would even admit a, that? I don't know. but Don't I'm, do this to your taint. It'll get sunburned. <laughs> I'd make them sit in a Thank very Thank you for letting me know. Chair. I was going to put my taint in a microwave later today, so well, I appreciate you. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to do that. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to do it You now. don't want to do it. It's that time of year. I guess. Uh, I don't know why. Well, don't you think that's a Hollywood deal? Yes. It is a Hollywood deal. Who else would do that? Exactly. No one. Well, I, it's no really question. crazy. I, I. It's actually psychotic. Well, they have those coffee clonics, and it all comes out of Hollywood. They like yeah, that's true. Yeah, flush that's... your your uh, plumbing out with coffee grounds or whatever. But my plumbing gets flushed out anyway. <laughs> I mean, I don't. It doesn't, I don't need to assist it. Why do you? Why Some do you of us do. I, oh, I really? get constipated, and I, I. My mother's a therapist. This is totally true. She's a big psychologist. Oh, okay. And she told me that I'm constipated because I have a lot of resentments. Not so you. If I, ju- I swear. So she said, if I just. <laughs> <laughs> Let go of my resentments, I'll poop. So I told really? her if I do that, the town will float away because I'm enraged. Like I, I can't. Um, why? Why do you think that is? Why are you enraged? Because well, I see everything. Yeah. Unfortunately, well, yeah. I think you're like that too. What most of us are. Yes, here. we are. So I wish I walked with blinders on, but I just get it's more and more frustrated with people on the world, and I, I, I have to do when I do stuff to deal with it. I feel better, but. 
when I haven't had enough sleep or I'm around people a lot, yeah. I just go out of my mind. Well, it's kind of tough to do to be on the road a lot like that, and then mm-hmm. you and then you're trying to do things to make your health better or yeah. make you sleep better. That's tough to do on the road, mm-hmm. man. That's it is. really difficult. And then when I do comedy, like I love the crowds, but there's always one person I'm looking at. Like I can't believe I need to make that person laugh because I just <laughs> yeah. want them to burn in a fire. Yeah, I understand. That's really. I know you get yeah, it because you're. Hey, welcome. Eh, you have to be on. Good to see you. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not easy sometimes. But it's yeah. I mean, these. Oh yeah. There's no doubt about that. People, when you interview them, sit in Studio B where you were today. Mm-hmm. And then you talk to them and they don't look at you. Like, oh, there's something really <laughs> wrong here. That's really bad. Yeah, when they don't, it's yeah. like, yeah, we got a show coming up. And like, what is your problem? I wish you could just say, <clears throat> why aren't you looking at me? I see, do. Oh, see, I do that too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, do no this, I call people out all the time. Oh, I just made a mistake on the way over here, though. What? I really did. It's really snowing and there's tons of traffic. So I'm in the right lane. And it turns into a, uh, you know, you merge to the, the next lane to your left. It's a merge. So I got to merge, and there's a guy right next to me, and he won't slow down or speed up to let me in. Mm-hmm. So I honk and go, fucking asshole, like that. Yeah. Turned out I wasn't in a merge lane. It went straight. Ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like a jerk. Oh. Sorry, Don't you want to just sorry. Be like, sorry. You oh, can't, I know it's yeah. hard. I did apologize. I went, oh, God. I'm well, he, I just went. I've done you know, that too, you know. where I'll do something that I didn't mean to do, and then someone will get really angry, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. Terrible. Well, as long as you own it and apologize, you're all good. Well, right. it's just uh, it. Well, it was the snow's fault. It looked like it went like this. I know. You know. But just, a lot of times people do. I mean, I live in New York. People do speed up and don't let you go, all, and I get enraged. They do that all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time I know. here, they it's do it. Real, here they do it. Oh, oh yeah. God, oh, it's horrible. Well, Driving we, here's terrible. We were just talking with Alex because we hate people. She hates tailgaters, and we, we get, hate people. <laughs> we I know. I was like, hate tailgating people. Tough road to hoe. But my one thing I always encounter is I'll get some ass behind me who's right up on my bumper and he's getting mad that I'm not going, even though I'm going the speed limit or a little over the speed limit, I'm not going fast enough for him. But then he has to get off on the exit right there. I know. That's, and that happened to me the other day. That's so weird you just said that. Yeah. I, I was wondering. I'm like, why do you get mad? You have to get off here anyway. Yeah. All I just constantly tell myself is maybe that person has to shit. Like, really bad. <laughs> yeah. That's the only way. If I tell yeah. myself that, I'm like, okay. I get it. I can deal with it. Because <laughs> that, you know, yeah. there's no option. You just mm-hmm. got to tailgate. But I slow down and I'll press on my brakes. I get really, like... If mm-hmm. you want to go right into my car, I'm going to slam my brakes. Yeah. And then they usually stop when you do that. I no, just no. hit them a little bit. Where do you live in New York? I live on Long Island. Not in I... your address. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you have to drive then. Yeah. yeah. So you do have to do a lot of driving. I which... drive into New York a lot. Oh, yeah. man, that's not easy. It's not. It's not. That's a tough deal. So you, well, you go through the Midtown Tunnel Yeah. Again? Yeah. Wow, you know the area well. Well, we still 20th Street and 2nd Avenue. It was oh, wonderful. okay. Loved it. I know. I love that area. That's a great area. <clears throat> it is indeed. We did until we found out that we were going to have my son Andy over there. And then we moved, I I moved back I know you were his yeah. son. Yeah, it's my son. Our son Andy. Oh, he's cute. Looks like his mother. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Looks Thank nothing you. like you. Thank but you. He's Thank, very you. Cute. <laughs> Thank you very no, much. No, he looks like you. I think uh, you, look, you look a lot like a combo. Yeah, yeah. he's got you a, get the combination a... platter. How many kids do you have? Two. We oh, okay. Andy and then Al- my wife and Alex. Our daughter's usually on the podcast too, but it, 
my my wife is working on something and my daughter is I don't know what she's doing. Well, she doesn't come in on Fridays. That's right. No. Nope. So yeah, she's thirty and he's thirty three, and you know it just uh, it's great. I love that you all do the podcast together. Yeah, well, it was supposed to be just yelling, you know, like, get the family together and do the podcast in seven years now. Wow. That would be great. Because I, I have a podcast <clears throat> called Relatively Sane. Um, so you lie to the listeners? Yeah. Well, I am. Well, there's a, it's, a, <laughs> it's a play on words, too, because I have my mom on. Oh, a yeah, lot. there you go. So it's okay. a relative. Like, I have, I did one with my brother. I'm going to do one with my sister. Um, but I love the idea of you guys doing that together. Yeah, that's, that's great. I don't know if Andy's wild about it, but, you know. Yeah, he looks very unhappy, but it's well, not as unhappy as the guy you had in the radio station. He looked... Oh, Mordahl? Yeah. Oh, what? Well. He is always crabby. You yeah. know, he was one of the he funniest human beings. He wasn't crabby towards me. No, 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 no. He wouldn't do that. Yeah. Have you ever seen his stand-up? No. He was brilliant. Really good. I mean, he still is, but, you know, he the cigarettes got to him, so he's, you know, kind of mm. trying to get through that. Mm-hmm. Quitting smoking. That's and... one of the hardest things I ever did. Oh, you smoked too? Years ago, and when I quit, it was horrific. Yeah. It's really hard. A lot of hankering for another cigarette. Yeah. Is that what did it is? he go to um, the vaping? Did he do that? No, I don't know. I don't, That's good. Cause I don't I, know if he did or not. I know people who vape 24 hours a day. I mean, it's insane. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he was a three pack a day guy. Wow. <clears throat> a lot of smoking. And then, of course, you couldn't tell by my voice, but I quit smoking when I was 21. Oh, really? Oh, you know, yeah. You would yeah. think this would be a smoker's voice. Yeah. yeah I no would question. think that. Yeah, no doubt about it, but it's not. Right now, it's a pissed off because the weather sucks, and I told somebody to fuck off, and I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sir. Happy Friday the 13th. <clears throat> yeah, well, Oh, I forgot you know, it's Friday the 13th. It is Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we're going to take a quick break here in a second, but I, I do. do you mind talking about your mother and your relationship with your mother? Because that's... Is that hard to have? Because your mother's obviously a very smart person. She's brilliant. Yeah. 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 Is that hard? It's very hard, and it's also given me so many tools in my life and made me a sensitive, loving person. Seriously. But it's been very... Because I was thrown into therapy at such a young age, and she always tries to do it with me. Yeah. Constantly. I understand. So... um, and she's really trying to help me, but it's enraging. Like, I just am like, please <laughs> yeah. stop trying to do energy work. And yeah. I know what you're saying. It's, uh, but I was thinking more about that. So, what did she do? A, did she have a, like a, an area? Did she do a lot of corporate stuff? Or what did she no, do? No, this is hilarious. <clears throat> she saw clients in the basement of our house my entire oh, yeah. life. Okay. So, it's hilarious because I had to be quiet every day. Every so day they I had to be kill quiet. You well, no, so that they pe- couldn't, people couldn't hear me downstairs. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> and then um, she also leads seminars. She wrote a book about. She's a couples therapist now. Oh, okay. so she wrote a book called "We're No Fun Anymore." It's hilarious, Aww. and it's about how a lot of people in relationships don't laugh and don't play and have fun, and which I don't. It's really important. I know. I met George Clinton once. Really, really interesting guy. He was all dressed up. I, I mean, bet he, he wears his like African garb, yeah. and he carries a spear. <laughs> wow, he does carry a spear, or at least he did then. I don't know if he still does anymore. He's still alive, isn't he, George Clinton? Oh yeah, he, I think he is. He's a method performer. He's one yes, of those you don't know if he's alive or not. I, yeah, on that no, list, no, no, yeah, yeah. He's like no, B. Arthur was for me for years. Oh, like, like that. I know she was the best. She looked like a hundred when she was only fifty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I thought she might have tipped over. Man, uh, yeah, hundred year old man. Like she did, kind of have this deal yeah. going. Too, I so thought, was, what's going on? What, what's going on with you down the block? She's a very handsome woman. <laughs> she's a handsome woman. 
I always love that. You're so, you're a handsome woman. <laughs> handsome. Oh God, she had unbelievable. I actually heard a guy once many years ago. This is many years ago, when it wasn't you know the hashtag Me Too movement wasn't it? I mean, this is like thirty some years ago, right? And this woman, it's like her first day at work at the. It wasn't the current station I work at. It was a different different radio station, mm-hmm. and. She was an attractive young woman, and it was her first day. And for some reason, the sales manager and oh, I, now this is thirty years ago. Yeah, he he sees her, and he's you, know, you could tell he was like, "Ooh, you know, she's very attractive." And as they're going their separate ways, she goes, "Well, I, I have to move on. I got a I got a call that I got to make." And blah blah blah. He goes, "Yeah, I, I do as well." So I got to tell you something, sir, I, and I mean this as a, you know, a real compliment. You've got a beautiful form. Yeah. Form? I've heard that kind of stuff you before. Form. Form? You know, my daughter's form. What the hell is that? I don't know. It's not, it's, it's really creepy. It's like it's worse real. than saying you have a great body. Exactly. It's yeah. worse, not yeah. better. Yeah. Form is bad. Form. <laughs> I mean, figure's pretty bad, but form figure. is really yeah, I haven't heard figure in a long time. I know figure well, I was a big figure. one years ago. Figure on that one. What I a gotta, figure! What a figure! It's unbelievable. <laughs> I think it's magnificent, though. As we move forward in time, but but yeah, you you look at today where you can't say any damn thing, or digital will light you up like a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And back then, I was like, oh God, really? This is what you're going to do? Okay. Yeah. Well, can you imagine if he said it now? Oh, can you even imagine what yeah. would happen to him? But I guess I, you know, it is what it is. Oh my God! Just appeared appeared on my screen. Most notable quotes of 2019, but that didn't make it. Yeah, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that it didn't. I thought it'd make the list, uh, but you know, I, I am pretty much a centrist politically. I have lot, friends that are, are Democrats, friends that are Republicans. Some people that are pretty far left. Some people are pretty far right. We get along. We don't hate one another because of it. But I look at these things. <laughs> Everything now, whether it's the woman of the year, the person of the year, the quotes of the year, it's all about impeachment. Everything, they it's all about impeachment. Top of the list, a quote from the July 25th Trump-Zelensky call. That's the most notable quote of the year? Wait, what's the most, what the quote itself is what? Here, I'll give you the quote. I, I just, are they, you think they'll ever let this go? You know, I, I don't have a dog in this fight. I am not a Democrat. I'm I, not a Republican. Um, I just, do Jesus. Do I think that they'll let the impeachment thing go? Um, well, well, it's not going to, as we know, it's not going to pass through the sun, Senate. No way. Yeah, you're um, right. I Same think it's more about, like, just keeping someone accountable so that people, so that he or the next president or the one 10 years from now n- doesn't feel like they can get away with anything. Well, that would be good. If that's all that comes of it, I think that that'd be a good thing. I agree. Donald Trump does need to pipe down. There's no question about it. So will, you, will you stop tweeting? If I he talked did, to Donald it would be very. Days. I'm telling you, if he did, it would be a very different situation today. I think you're right. A ve- I mean, if he literally didn't have Twitter, I think it would be. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even. We wouldn't even be talking about it. No, you're absolutely right. No, you're absolutely right. It, it just. I don't think digital is good for people. I think it's digital not. is very, very bad for human beings. Well, that's why people can't make eye contact anymore. No, that's right, because they're all... Uh, I mean, kids don't. Like, it's... No! Yeah, no one does. I know. Okay, so the... the, the apparently, it was some, some quote from that call, but they don't have that. They have number two, though. 
Uh, Greta Thunberg, uh, who came in 100 in Woman of the Year in the, in the drawing, by the way, at the whatever it was. I can't remember who won, but she was in 100th place. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. All you could talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you, Greta Thunberg? Sounds like the daughter of activists and actors, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I honestly don't know what's going on anywhere, to be honest with you. I mean, I, on both sides, it's insane. I think... I mean, I'm. I agree. It's really. I, I'm. I keep saying I. I'm going to be shocked. I don't know what's going to be in ten years. I, I have kids. Do you have kids? I have. No. Okay, I, so uh, I have kids. He's got I, married. Oh, congratulations! <clears throat> so it's just I'm thinking, what is it going to be like in ten years for my kids? Like I can't even imagine. It'll be a lot better. You think so? I, th- I honestly got with uh, all the technology. I know the technology. That's part the thing of it's I'm terrible. talking about. No, it's terrible. If it is what it is now, can you imagine? That's true. And every year, a different iPhone, a different this, a different that. I, I just, I couple, don't know. A couple of days ago, Cassie's talking about Baby Yoda from, uh, what is it, Mandalorian? Mandalorian yeah. or what's it called? Mandalorian. She's talking about Baby Yoda. Right? I know. And I look at my, my phone, which is in my pocket. I take it out of my pocket, and there's a picture of Baby Yoda because she mentioned it. My phone picked it up and put it on my phone. That's scary. Uh, mm-hmm. I really wish that was illegal. I oh, really no, Lisa, that, that kind of stuff freaks oh. me out. <laughs> Say like penis fish, and they have that pop yes, up on your here's phone. Here's a penis fish, Tom. Here's Baby your, Yoda's at least cute. Your throbbing penis fish. <laughs> yeah, oh, great. Been- <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. Every time you open your phone, that throbbing fish comes on. <laughs> Thank you, because now it's going to happen. Because I said it. Way to go. I'm sure. Uh, let me look on my phone. Any dicks on here? Oh. Well, as I said, any well, that's di- scary that it just comes up on your phone if you say so. That's I, I don't understand that. You'll like this. I think you'll like this because he's a good friend. I should mention. Let me see but if I my said, phone has some weird stuff on it. Say, <laughs> like I, a Yoda penis. Like a Yoda penis. I just said, uh, you think it'll be any dicks on my phone? I look at my phone and I just got a message from Nick's Wardson. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. That's hysterical. Yeah, apparently, he I do have a dick. He just followed me on Twitter on. yesterday. Oh, he did? Yeah. Nick's a great guy. You know Dick at all? I love him. Uh, dick. Good, I, Nick. <laughs> well, you know Nick. Dick at all? I went right from Dick. Do you know Dick at all? Because I heard that. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the hell that's all about. Oh, my God. What are you going to do, ladies and gentlemen? So what do you find? Any uh, pictures you don't like? No, I mean, but I do turn it on a lot and just, you know, see stuff that's... I, I, listen, I also, my stepbrother, I talked about it, is Zach Braff from Scrubs. Yeah, absolutely. And I was with him two days ago, uh, interviewing him for my podcast, and I'm sitting with him, and I look on Google, and it, the first thing is a story about him and his girlfriend. Like, he's got the paparazzi all over him. It's just, yeah. like, it's such, it's all so crazy. It is it's, insane. Yeah. I no, you're know. absolutely right. It, it's all completely psychotic, and I don't know why we have to put up with it. I know. But you have to go, damn it. I know, but I'm so glad I got to meet you. Well, and I'm really come, happy I, to meet you as well. Yeah, and I would love to come back on the show. I know you are you have met and talked to and are friends with so many people that I am yeah. from New York and L.A. Yeah, and, it's terrific. Yeah. I've been very, very lucky. It's been 35 years on that show. Wow. Yeah, it was... Uh, two or three of them weren't that great. <laughs> I'm know. sure. 35 oh, years is... Yeah, it was... A, well, actually, I've been in the radio business 49 years. Now, wow. And I'm only 48, so I don't right. know how I did it. So, I don't either. It's God, God-given talent. Could you at least try to 
like get a look in your eye that you're telling the truth. <laughs> well, I think I think it's incredible that you've been in the business that no, long. Been, like, I what a it. life! I do. I love all it. the people you've met, and yep. oh, it's just we're very lucky being yep. in this business. I somehow. couldn't agree yeah. more. You're absolutely right. Yeah. All right, young lady, come back soon. Thank you so much. I will. Absolutely. I can't wait. Tonight, tomorrow night, two shows. Mm-hmm. Hard at work. Rick mm-hmm. Rosen's House of Comedy. My buddy's sick. I see he ain't sick out there. Yeah. He's in the lobby. Does he, call, does he cough up a storm in the car? No, but if he does, I'm opening the door and rolling out. No, because... put him in the trunk. Put him in the trunk. <laughs> yeah, it's about time Get that he, he, he should be in the trunk, because I've been right. in the trunk the whole day. You no, have? I'm joking. Okay, no. good. All right. Thanks a lot. Have a great night. Thank you for having me. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. That was Jessica Curson on the Best of. Coming up next, we have members of Kowalski's Grocery Store, including the CEO, next on The Best Of. Now you'll know what to do to buy food if you're home alone. Ladies and gentlemen, the fine people from Kowalski's are here. It's one of those situations, too. What, what I had never met Chris, but I knew her father pretty well. And uh, it's kind of an interesting thing. Growing up in Minneapolis and St. Paul, if you've been here, a lot of people, I, I, you know, I don't know if I'd grown up in another city, if I'd stayed in, in radio in that city, but staying here because, you know, all, all the people and all that stuff. But it's one of those, well, we just had dinner last week at Murray's. And I was talking to Timmy about it. And he said, you do realize we're in our fifth generation of running that restaurant. Wow. How cool is wow. that? Five generations of Murray's have run that restaurant now. And Tim, you know Tim at all, Chris? I don't. Oh, God, what a great guy. He's a good guy. Really good guy. He's probably, what, mid-50s or so? Yeah, it's about right now. Very, very uh, understated guy. But Arthur Murray was the first guy that, not that Arthur Murray. Oh, yeah, the jeweler, right? No, but. No, that, that's isn't Arthur there... Jeweler. Is there? Oh, Arthur Murray's the dancer. See, there's okay. But yeah. well, he wasn't the dancer. Arthur was the original, in. though, for that started. Arthur started it, and then uh, they went down the line. Pat was Pat Murray was one of my favorite people in the world, and then Timmy came along, then his kids, and I was grandkids, and it's just. But that's a big thing. That's a big part of being a Minnesotan, I think. You know, yeah. in your business, there are a few families that have been around for a long time. Yours being one of them, of course. And I, th- I believe, didn't, your dad worked at Red Owl, I think, if I remember he did. right. He yeah, did. He I started so. at 16 years old. He was like the youngest manager of a Snyder's down in, in Highland Village. Oh, wow. That's oh, yeah. where he started. Okay. So he's been in that retail business forever. Yeah, then he worked up through the ranks of Red Owl. Mm-hmm. Then he was a district manager. And then that's when the Grand Avenue store, Red Owl started spinning off stores. Came home to my mom and said, We're, they had no money, zero money. I mean, he didn't make a lot. So, by the way, every time you hear the thump, it's Chris hitting. So- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was wondering if someone was going to say something. I'll leave you. Yeah, yeah. Like, I the have floor. Listen, elephants are attacking. Listen to me whenever I, already, I put my fist. I've down. known her two months. She's punching me in the head yeah, already. It's, it's unbelievable. Perfect. Yeah, so he comes home and says, Marianne, we got we have to get this store. We have to find money. We have to find an unencumbered loan from somewhere and and we're gonna take really? all of Chris's college fund, which was maybe fifteen thousand at the time. 
at well, that time. But, you know, you go we're going to strip the college fund and we're going to buy a store. Lakeland Dental grand. Academy was about 1500 a year, wasn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Remember when Sid Hartman used to do that all the time? Let me tell you something. This team could beat Lakeland Dental Academy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when Sid oh, would do that. So, so literally. Yeah. So, so they did. So did they found a buddy. Out at all? Well, she actually pushed him to do it. She well, wasn't she even it. in the business. She was a peer Wonderful. counselor, and she had gotten her degree in that. Uh, but she knew the neighborhood, loved the store, had been to the store. And they just, I know she saw the writing on the wall. They both did, luckily, and found a buddy who gave him $70,000, you know, across, across the table. Yeah. And wow. not knowing if it was ever going to get paid back. But he was in the milk business. So what a smart guy. Of course, he said, of course I'll do that. But I have oh, to be your yeah. milk guy. Yeah. I'm going to be your milk guy. And, I, and then the rest is history. That so was Mr. 1983. Mr. Kemp? It was not. It was no. Norris Creameries at the time. Oh, Norris. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. I remember Norris Creamery. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's kind of the humble beginnings. But Alex and Andy are here, and they both lived over just off of Snelling and Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's so, in the neighborhood. Yeah, that's right yeah. in the neighborhood. So you go, guys go to Kowalski's all the time back oh, in the yeah. day, and still do to this day because Mom and I spend all our time over. I am now like, considered a resident of Uptown because of you. It's your fault. One thing I, that I, I'll, I talk about quite a bit when I go to Kowalski's, because Catherine and I shop at Kowalski's, and it never fails. A big part of going to Kowalski's is, may I help you? That's a huge mm-hmm. part of those stores. We've talked about that before. Every time I go in there... And it's kind of funny because, you know, being a public figure, I just kind of went, well, they must, you know, recognize me or something. Maybe they know. But no, that's not it at all. It's just how that's how they treat everybody. Because now I've been watching when I go in there, your people treat everybody that way. And I think I told you I was over there a few days ago. And nice young guy. He's going to take out the uh, carry carry out or what what do you call it again? He's called them like courtesy, 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 courtesy. Yeah, courtesies. He's be called like bag boys. So I suppose you can't yeah. call them that anymore, can you? <laughs> we I should mean, come up with that. a new name, though. Really, after all these courtesy. years, uh, carry, outs, carry outs, courtesies. courtesies. I mean, the, you got to come up with something better than that. I don't know. Maybe what? What do you got for me? What can we call than, them? Better than carry outs? Yeah. Slaves. Oh wow! That'd be bad. Oh, not. That'd be bad. No, yeah. She no, goes. How oh, about so. not? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're I right. Think oh, so, God. God. You get, you get <laughs> a lot of free so. press. <laughs> I don't think so. Kowalski has hired slaves. Yeah, I'm not. I don't believe in negative press. Okay. Is good press. Yeah, I, I, I just could, know some people do. But that could I don't have a slight that. negative connotation. Never mind. I'll keep thinking. Slightly. Did that spark you? What that teacher did yesterday? Is that what made you think of that? I, I heard that story. On oh the radio. my God! Did you hear about that? Moron. Oh my God, Rachel! What the hell are they thinking? This teacher, and where was it again? It was like in Mississippi or Louisiana. I was down south somewhere. She decided to teach her children about uh, how to do business, how how business works. So she would bring out like a, a crate of apples and go. So you need to sell these apples. You need to bring them to market. How are you going to decide or discern how much this crate of apples should cost? So you need to tell me when you figure it out how much these apples should cost. And for some reason, at the very end, after apples and carrots and bread and blah, 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 her final question was, okay, America's about to change, and you own slaves. How much is each slave worth? Why would you teach that? Wow. 
Yeah. Are I you mean, kidding? What would bring you to bring that up in right. your classroom? Fifth graders, by the way. They were fifth Whoa. grade kids. So then they went home and told mom and dad, and yeah. then it just went viral. I don't think it worked out too well they for the teacher. They need to buy but... a copy of my employee handbook. What's that? I rewrote ours. It used Shut to be up. like 5,000 pages long. It's just one page. Nice. And it says, don't do anything stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. really what it boils well, down yeah. to, right? That works. That's really, really that good. Works. I think it's a great idea. And you save a lot of paper. Yeah, you'll save a lot of paper. Should I do this? Uh, look in the handbook, and that'll tell you. Yeah, I guess well, I you know what we that. teach the 16-year-olds? Hmm. One of the first things in their, in training is, what does democracy mean to you? So there you we, go. They said they asked that in the interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's an interview question. So what is yeah. You do ask that? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yes. very cool. Yeah, yeah. because we're, we're a civic business. We've been a civic business for the last 20 years, and yeah. so we're all trained in how to be an active citizen, and we believe in that. So we all of a sudden went from... You know, grocery store to an educational institution. So we sort of see ourselves having a higher purpose of teaching everyone in our organization how to be take responsibility for being a citizen of society and that you have a personal obligation and a role. And it's not about complaining and pointing at, you know, legislators or the president or whoever. It's like you take a role in solving that problem and don't look at everyone else to do it. Everybody has to rise up. I mean, it's a, I'm getting a little political right now but we do no, we're a civic no, business great. and we're really proud of it and i think that's part of what you feel tom when you go no in the stores there's no because, doubt about that honestly and those so i was worried that these kids would go home and say mom i was trained in at kowalski's and honestly we talked about democracy i thought parents would call me and say, oh what yeah the, what the really? heck yeah, are great. you teaching them well, is my, democracy but, not a good thing no but they but, called in good ways Oh yeah, you know they, they were very they appreciative did. of the things that oh, we they were did. teaching. Okay, well, yeah, we're teaching them to take back your power as mm-hmm. a citizen. But you have to have you have to have responsibility with that power. You can't just it's not all about you. Mm-hmm. It's about a common good of a healthy society. So we teach them how to govern like that, so that they do realize that there's a common good and a higher purpose to decisions. And we help them be part of decision making. It's really fun. Well, it's been it, really meaningful. And it comes down to like just even the simple customer service aspect. Right. of that you mentioned tom right, it's like yeah. there's a there's a purpose for that it's not just we no tell doubt. you to do it so you need to do it yeah. it's we teach you how to do this the right way you see your role in it and then you understand that saying hi to anybody that comes in has a result they and a, no and a consequence it. to it and and clearly it works you know you know how much it stands out nowadays too there's no because people are are incredibly rude now and i don't know why uh as an example of that yesterday i went and called on a client well it's everest men's health right over by you know radio drive over there so i'm you know talk talk everybody having a great time all right so i leave the building and i go through the lobby and i'm going to go out the next building and i see a guy's walking toward the door so i grab the door i open it i hold it for him this guy's about 30 something like that so i hold the door because you know it's cold outside i'm still warm because i'm inside it was really cold yesterday so i held the door so he could get in right he didn't even look at me when he went by. Mm. Didn't say thank you. Didn't even bother to look at me. I hate that. Yeah. What is that? I yeah. think it's just you. Yeah, well, it might be. <laughs> so yesterday, <laughs> I had to go be. to UPS because I sold some... I think it's just um, you. <laughs> I've never liked that. Christmas China on eBay, out. and I had this box. It was about 30 pounds, and I'm walking up to the front door going, okay, how the hell am I going to do this? This woman who's a customer in the store sees me, runs through the store, holds the front door open, and says, here, let me help you with that. Yeah, but you're a fine figure. I gave but, her the finger and told her to get out of <laughs> get my way. Get the hell away from me. 
Is that what you did? <laughs> no, she was really nice. We had a nice conversation, actually. Uh, I do hope it comes by. I, I really really hope the civility and, and, and courtesy returns because it's not out there right now. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think people just disengaged. I think that they, they're they just afraid? they're crabby, and, but they don't want to take personal responsibility either. It's just easier to be crabby about what's happening in the world and see it outside of yourself, and it's everybody else's issue and not yours. And Kind of taking the victim. Yeah, know, everybody wants to be a, a victim. Oh, or yeah. maybe they're just not eating enough cornbread. I think well, you know, I knew you were victimized by Chris uh, on the cornbread front, and I call it corn cake, by the way. I mean, you call yeah. it cornbread, corn crack, right? Corn crack. No, we don't want to go. Well, down that corn. Way. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, corn, corn, well, you marijuana. Oh, pick so. up the slave thing. It wouldn't look so bad if you're. Yeah, yeah. Crack. you're, look, you're looking not. good in your argument. Yeah, but uh, get a new marketing plan for Kowalski's Pat. Just take some notes. Yeah, that'll work. Crack. That's what she was talking about. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. You said that. Okay, it must be. That was you. We have a couple of segments coming up, and what we're going to do, you you had some ideas, and you brought some fine people along with you. You're going to talk about the holidays. You're going to talk about cooking. You're going to talk about all these things, because I know nothing about it. Andy, you and and Alex, you turned into a good cook. Andy, you do a lot of cooking now. More than I used to. Yeah. And I sit around and do nothing. I talk. When everybody's cooking, I go, hey, good job. But that's what I do for a living. I talk, so right? So you're like so the, yeah. the cook the cheerleader. cheerleader. You don't want me cooking. Okay. Oh, one thing I did learn when I was I was over it, uh, I bought some Beyond Beef. Oh. It's kind of like mm-hmm. gr- yeah. uh, the ground, kind of looks like ground beef. Mm-hmm. what it looked like, mm-hmm. right? But this is how the world has changed. Because, you know, I'm used to the pound of, well, when I was a kid, Ground beef was like 50% fat anyway. (laughs) My God, there was a lot of fat in the hamburger. Uh, So then it went to, you know, 80, 20, and then 85, 15, and 90, 10, blah, blah, blah. So I bought this. I I make this beef rice dish, and I wanted to make it for Alex because Alex is a pescatarian. And so I wanted to make that for her, and she couldn't make it over. So I said to Catherine, oh, man, that Beyond Beef might be a problem because I bought it a couple of days ago, and I wonder if we should freeze it. So I said, well, I'll check the, the expiration date. Just bought it on Saturday. Okay. Saturday. And it expires August 17th of next year. Oh, wow. wow. All right. We were all, we were, we were all sweating. August 17th of last year. Of this year. Next year. But yeah. There's no yeah August it's 17th. Plant-based. It's plant-based. So yeah. therefore it lasts forever. Yeah. Yeah. You know how great that was to find that out. Yeah, we haven't had it yet. I've made it yet, but I think I'm thinking of making it this weekend. You're gonna you're gonna be around at all? Me? Yeah. Me? Well, we got the Sunday deal. Boy, it, man, it, we've been loaded up. We got. I had yeah, something Monday night, yeah. Tuesday night, mm-hmm. Wednesday night. I have something tonight and tomorrow night. Saturday, I don't think I have anything. But then on Sunday, we do again, right? Yep, that's you're time coming, of year. You're coming, aren't you, Andy? Saturday? No, Friday. no Sunday. Well, tonight and tonight not and Sunday. Sunday. Not He's Sunday. not coming Sunday. Ten a.m. Are you kidding? Oh God, Andy up at ten a.m. Forget it. You're right. You're not coming. You're you're invited, of course. But you know, it's an interesting world. But in any case, so are you going so, bowling? What are you doing at ten o'clock on a Sunday morning? Brunch. Good Santa question. Brunch. Santa brunch. Oh, man. Where's that? Hey, I do it's eleven brunch. o'clock. By the way, it's eleven, not ten. Where's that? No, it's ten. It's eleven. I saw oh. the reservation. What? Mom said. Where are you going to brunch? Golden Valley. 
Golden Valley Golf Course. Oh, good. They do a real nice do job. There. My friend Vittorio, I've known the Benacasa family for for my entire life. I mean, I went to school with Pat, Patricia Benacasa. Uh, I was four years old. She was five years old. I've known them literally my entire life. Wow. And Vittorio to this day, he just, he's very protective of me. It's hilarious. And I'm like That's... three times bigger than he is. <laughs> he says, you know, no, he's not diminutive, but he's a yeah. smaller, nice Italian boy, right? Hey, don't bother Tom. I'm just telling you, don't bother him. <laughs> he goes around. It's nice to have on your side. Oh, violence yeah. at Golden Valley Country Club? You wouldn't think Only that. when Vittorio <laughs> and I are there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Only when Vittorio and I are there. That's it. Uh, it all works out in the end. So, okay, we got to take a break here, but but could you do a little preview of what we're going to be talking about this morning? Because it still yep. is morning, by the way. It is? Wow. Yes. Yes, we will get it together, and it'll be awesome. <laughs> so all. you have we no have idea. All, no, we have it all figured out. Yep. Uh-huh. Adam, Lori, and I, and I, Rachel, we're good. Kids, you can tune in and hear Chris lie even more. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all under no, control. No, no, we got it. Uh, how about if we toss it down to the other table? What are we going to be talking about, do you think? What about all Rachel, the, the fleeting flavors of the season? Get them now while they're good. Fleeting flavors? Yeah, because go. you got some I, stuff that's not going to be here next month. So if you don't come right, in and get it now, it's going to be good, Rachel. That's right. Okay, so does Christmas in general, do you have a lot of people coming to your stores at Christmas time and Thanksgiving beforehand and going, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I kind of mm-hmm. thought that would be true. Yeah. So they just don't know what to do. It's the, yeah. yeah, we're we like to I uh, what well, we're we're the holiday store, you yeah. know. Right, people come right. to us specifically yep. because there's something to be said about that bringing that Kowalski's bag home with you. Well, also, and and, yeah. and and seeing it there, there's something to it. But there's you know? also like a lot of people that cook at holiday time yeah. that don't cook any other time of the right, year. Right. Like they don't cook and they think they're going to make right. Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner or they're having, you know, guests and so there's a lot of people that are looking for guidance and help because they don't otherwise do it and they know they can get that in our store. They can come and get some help. That's a huge part. Of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. yeah, that is a huge part of the whole deal. No matter, you know, which store. Like I said, I usually go to the one down 24th and, and Hennepin. And that's the one I go to. I know where everything is. If you want to cook, you can cook. You want to go home with all stuff that's already pre made, pre, mm-hmm. you know, you can do that. And it's all really good. I have yet to have one of your pre made meals. It's not really terrific. So whoever's in charge of that. Who would Rachel? that be? Oh, I'm is not that in charge. you? No. <laughs> Big shot. The meal kit? You mean, is that what you're talking about? The, yeah, the newer the, things yes, in the box? Yeah, but it's, it's terrific. All the heat and heat. No, that's all of us. That's mm. our whole team. Yeah, I mean, I, it's yeah. a large I, team of people. Yeah. I run oh, a grocery okay. store and I can't cook. You know, I said this before, which is really sad. But the beautiful thing is, just like for Thanksgiving, I bought our, our Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, I mean, right. I'm having 25 people over and I have no hesitation of serving that. Not one hesitation. 25 of. people coming over. I did, yeah. 24 people like you? Yeah. I can't believe it. And I'm an only child. So, I mean, they're, they're not, like, obligated to come. No, yeah, that's brothers, true. Brothers I, and sisters, you know. It's going to be the Heisman any time now. Yeah. <laughs> which would be okay because, you know, that's oh, a lot of work. I suppose it is a lot of, it's a lot so, of work. So how, okay, so you're going to serve 25 people Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, which um, I did already. But, I mean, you're going to yeah. do this. Yeah. You have this in mind. Christmas now, too. 30, 32. 32 Christmas. people for Christmas. Okay, do Ken Kowalski's deliver it to your house? Well, yes. We sure can. 
Well, way to go, Lori. Yes. Well, Lori stays ahead of all this <laughs> stuff. She really knows what it is. She, she's way well, it's ahead. It's so easy, you. you know, to either order online, whatever you want, or in the stores, and we will deliver it um, to your house or business or where you need it to go. You know why I asked that question? I knew two grocers who delivered food on Thanksgiving. One of them was somebody you know, your dad. Oh. oh. And the other one was Don Byerly. Mm-hmm. I will never forget mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Those two actually were, were, I don't know if they were friends or not, but they got They did. Of, they had a mutual, well, my dad really was, did. yeah, really respected Don Byerly. Don didn't and, work like and a madman. And what he man. did, but yeah. They, yep, they definitely had a good relationship. Um, but yeah, my, you know, my dad's been like that his, from the beginning. Yeah, it was about yep. dropping stuff off at the yep. neighbor's house and bring, you know, power goes out, bring all your frozen stuff over to the store because we still have power. We have generators. Put all your stuff in our freezers. And, I yep. mean, everything was about mm-hmm. neighborhood and what you do for each other and help each other out. Is so. that a St. Paul thing more than a Minneapolis thing, you think? I don't know because, you know, I it's in not. St. Paul. But no, I hope not, too. I think neighborhoods need to, yeah. people need to be neighbors again and help each other out and not look to everyone else to, you know, to big charities. I think that's all wonderful and it's yeah, good we have big yeah. charities, but just look around you. I that's stop. what your community is for, your neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Help each other out. I got to stop signing up for the Shriners deal. Those kids got me every time I see that thing, I go down and sign up again. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sweet, these little mm. kids. St. Jude's Hospital. It's just God. It's yeah. wonderful. Mm. Yeah, it's no. a wonderful thing. So, but it is. It is. Yeah. Your your father was always all about that. As was Don Bio. You got to give him credit with it as well. So how? So you're going to feed 32 people. What do you Wait. get? Well, now this one, my mom and I do. We actually do cook this meal. Oh, you and do? It's been a okay. family meal. This has been. We've had this dinner for Christmas Eve for the last 40 years because my grandma, my dad's mom, started it. But it's beef stroganoff, you know, good old-fashioned oh, beef yeah, stroganoff. Yeah. So we can't change that tradition. So her and I get up and start cooking that, that stroganoff on Christmas Eve morning, and we have three or four batches of it, and then it just sits and simmers all day long. And, um, and whose so house? it's a lot of work. My house. Is she that told me house? it was my turn. She oh. was done. Oh, she she told was you. very uncertain. <laughs> I am done. You I are it. it. Here's and where we're again, because no brothers and sisters, right? So yeah. I can't delegate that to anyone else, but it's okay. We have a great house for it, and and, and my kids are used to it now, so I can't cut off Christmas and Thanksgiving. Oh no, I no, mean, no, no, no! And I none of my, that. no one else is going to have it if I don't. So then, what do we do? See, we, I do, I do miss that because we used to have with my family. We used to have Christmas dinner, and there's so many of us now. We just can't. Oh, seven yeah, kids, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us, well, although I think my brother's the only one who has three kids. The rest of us have either two, one, or none. <laughs> Sarah, so that works. Sarah's yeah. sister and her family came to live with us. He worked for FDIC, and they were moving back from Washington and house hunting. I said, you know, we got plenty of room. You can stay with us. They had two little kids. and <clears throat> Their son, who was probably four or five at the time, was just the pickiest eater in the world, and it drove me crazy. And he said, Kate, if you want, I can try to get him to eat. Mm-hmm. She goes, fine, whatever you want to do. I said, Fisher... This is what's for dinner, and if you don't like it, breakfast is tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. That stubborn little son of a bitch went all night without eating. Well, he just turned fifteen, so he survived somehow. So, that's my son. That's him, and I tried it? that too, and he will starve. I will choose to starve than have well, a piece of chicken. No way. When I was that age. I used to maybe a little starve. bit older. I used to run away frequently, but I'd run away to the. Uh, corner of the backyard and my dad would do the following he'd 
Doug, 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 well, I don't know where he is. You know, I think I'll just leave this food here on the back steps and maybe somebody's hungry in the neighborhood and I just sit there in the willow tree. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> you fell for it every time. Oh, I, I could last maybe four minutes. Yeah, four minutes. Food. So like it. your holiday meals that you have, can you customize them for like, you know, I don't need this much ham, but I need a little bit more turkey or something like that. Can you customize them for... You might need to order three or four boxes. Yeah, really what it comes down to. You're going to need extra of that. But everything that comes in the meals, you can buy a la carte too. So if you need extra potatoes, extra gravy, extra cranberry sauce, another pie, another, you can get all that stuff in the store. So it's really easy to kind of add on what you need. Or That's there's awesome. the sides only option too, yes. which yeah. is you know it, you yeah. want it. Some people just like to do the bird themselves, yeah. and mm-hmm. but we covered all the sides then, get all that stuff in one yeah. one heat meat it's option. So convenient, you just don't know. But then for someone yeah. like you yeah. who has all these all these kids at home mm-hmm. and you've got picky eaters, well then come on in and check out the deli, you know, because yeah. we've got all these uh, got all these cheese bars and pasta bars. Oh and yeah. Yeah, you know, you chicken got, tenders. Sh- that oh, are the best are, chicken but, tenders. Yeah. I would put our chicken tenders up against. Really? Yeah. I'm like a five-year-old when I go up to yeah, the hot cakes. Yeah, my kids like chicken tenders. Yeah. 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 yeah, chicken yeah. tenders. You don't like baked chicken, but they like chicken tenders. No, it's got to yeah. be breaded. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, they're the best. They're really good. So, yeah, we got we got picky eaters covered for Not sure. Awesome. That's how it should be. Yes. Rachel, tell them about fleeting flavors. Oh, the fleeting flavors? Yeah. See, I, I worry that people, if, if you don't get in now and get these things, they're going to be gone. Mm-hmm. You know, And I'm not just talking about things that have a seasonality to them, like right. pomegranates or cranberries or you know produce-type items. But we make a lot of really cool stuff this time of year that if you don't come and get it now, it's not going to be there in January. Like cranberry orange bread or a cranberry white chocolate cake or you know just those things, mm-hmm. panettone and stolen. And and, and cornbread. Well, oh, cornbread, cornbread, thankfully, yeah. <laughs> will still be there. That's, yes. 20, that's, I think that's 365. I, yeah. I think they know how you feel, Dougie. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. It's the most wonderful time of the with the kids that was representatives of Kowalski's grocery store coming up next closing out the show we're opening up the all the way back to episode 147 with Kevin Bozeman next on the best of meetings when friends come to call Our very special guest today, Kevin Bozeman. How you doing, sir? I'm fantastic. I, man, I love that. I love how that's like that was my intro is <laughs> how to buy diamonds. diamonds. <laughs> Kevin Bozeman. I love that. I love Ladies that. Like if you would have like the only thing that would have been comparable, like if you had been like it's like a Mercedes Benz. This is the car that everyone should have. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Bozeman is here. I like that. Thank you. Thank you for that. Very classy. Very, very much so. How's it going? I don't think there's any question about it. I'm happy for you. And even though Chicago is my favorite city in the world, I'm just glad you haven't been shot recently. (laughs) I don't, like, I don't, I don't hang around, like, like the whole city is not shooting each other. There's <laughs> small areas. Yeah. Like like I know when I walk out and I see 
a bagel store, Starbucks, and an olive oil specialty shop. I'm relatively yeah. safe. Yeah. But then when I'm driving, I go, currency exchange, currency exchange, chicken joint. Now, now I'm starting aware. I'm aware of my environments. I'm like putting tapes on, covering up my Jordan signs on my shoes. Then I'm aware. So, yeah. yeah you, it's you not, it's not the whole city. It's not. No, it's not. Chicago's a great city, actually. But I just uh, a lot of people are leaving Chicago right now because of just uh, taxes, taxes, and all, all the rest. It's it's too bad. It's a wonderful city. It is. It's it's one of my it's one of my favorite cities. But like, I'm not I'm not at that income where I can like those things concern me. Like, 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 like taxes is not like I'm not, I don't base those my living. Don't concern like, me. I don't base my living decisions on things like that. The taxes is not is not the issue for me. Someday you will, sir. Someday, someday will. I will. Someday I will, but not today. Let's just say for the sake of this interview, like I, like that is not in my process of factoring where I live. I love the fact that on your uh, website that you put up recent. Uh, tweets on there that Ashley Grody I think it is Ashley Grody yeah. you killed it at Acme Comedy Club tonight especially the drunk blonde girl you made look like an idiot ha ha <laughs> yeah I know right but I, just, I, I retweet I, I just retweet I go that was that was her that was not me I just when people heckle me my job is to show them how stupid they sound yeah. <laughs> like, like, like that's my god my, my, I'm not trying to encourage them I'm not like I just want you to know yeah. like this is how stupid you sound so when they say things I make sure I repeat it so the yeah. audience can hear and then I address particularly what they say because it generally has nothing to do with the joke that I'm talking about. You sound like no. a marriage counselor right now. I am. I should be a, a life I should be a life coach. Like I want to be a life coach. I'm not going to be meditating. It's not going to be spent time in a gym. It's not going to be tax purpose stuff. <laughs> yes. It's going to be straight whiskey, football and basketball spreads and how to disappoint your mate. <laughs> those are my those are my strengths. You did the first the first thing any those good counselor strengths. does. They say, "Repeat what that person says to you, mm-hmm. so that they clearly know how stupid they are." When they yeah, 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 you got you got to do that. And so she was she was she was drunk. I mean, people handle alcohol differently, mm-hmm. like, so it's not. And I feel like I have a very conversational style of comedy. Yeah. So even though I'm the only one talking, people feel like. That they're actually talking to me, and then it gets. And if you have alcohol, and it actually makes you talk. Yeah, so, I don't really understand why they think that if you're up there and you're being conversational, that they should. Well, I guess you're right. It is the alcohol. Yeah, absolutely. I should talk to Kevin right now. It's, <laughs> it's the person that heckles you that doesn't drink. That's the person that concerns oh, me. Uh, oh, That's God, the yes. person that just has a glass of water and he's uh, sitting there deciding. <laughs> This is our show. This is not your show, buddy. Uh, this is our show. That's the person <laughs> that worries me, yeah. not not the drunkard. You don't get a lot of that, I wouldn't imagine. I don't get a lot, but when I do, it's like a battle. It's a battle. I, I, a small small part of me like like the battle to see, you know, just how sharp I can be. Yeah, absolutely. But for the most part, I prefer I prefer you to just shut up. <laughs> I prefer you to just like I prefer you not to have input. 
Yeah. That's, That's what fair. the comment cards are for. <laughs> you know, I, I always thought that um, if I were on stage and someone heckled me, I would go down into the audience with my microphone, ask the person sitting next to them to, to move, and then I would sit next to them and say, you want to keep this up? I mean, you really want to keep this? Is this the vein you want to stay in? Because I got all night. Well, uh, Minneapolis doesn't have a cordless mic, so. <laughs> oh, they, that's right. They don't. Maybe that's they exactly why they mic, don't. So that's, so that's, a, that's interesting. I have sat I have sat among the audience members. I've chased them to the bathroom before. I've done it all. <laughs> like, I've done it all. But, the, yeah, I've done it you all. Know, I just prefer that you just, like, I always tell people, like, if it was meant for you to talk, there'd be a microphone at your table. Like, there's exactly. not a microphone. There's one microphone. It's just, this is this show is a dictatorship. It's absolute monarchy. My jokes rule the day until I stop telling jokes, and then afterwards you can chat to your heart's content. But it never <laughs> happens that way. So, but I'm cool with like it's part of the job. I don't. It's not my favorite thing, but I do know it's part of the job. Now, what color is the one minute light at Acme? Like when you when when your set is just about over, you get they flash a light a few times. They do flash a light, but last night they didn't flash a light. I just went. I just oh, went just on until I was just like, ah, well, here's a premise. <laughs> well, yeah, the headline can go as long as they want, but like like say the master ceremonies. Yeah, I I, they, I generally have them give me a five minute light. I generally have a good idea of when, of when my time is up. Anyway, I just you know I just got to get a feeling like I can ballpark it within a couple of minutes. Yeah. See what of, I would of where do. I'm at. If it's a red light or a, is it a blue light or a red light? It's it's you know, like a, a uh, it'll either be a red light or like a flashlight. Like so they'll have like a red light or or they'll flash a light at you. I would get a flashlight and then put like a little red lens over it. Mm-hmm. Now if somebody heckles you, just flash it at them three times and say, you know what that means? That means shut the fuck up. So you're saying that I should take a light on stage with me and then just exactly. flash, flash it at, it at them. Face. Do you know what that means? Like I would, why not go all out? Just make it really intense. Let's see if you can burn out a retina. <laughs> Get a lady. What happened to you? I lost a retina at a comedy club. Why'd you do that? Well, I spoke out of turn. Those Mai Tais make you have thoughts. Or, or a gun with a, with a scope. That would be good, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. That'd well, work well, out really That would be effective. Well, I'm from Chicago. Guns is my strength. Well, there it is. They say there's one in every bush. That's what they say. Uh, is that a stalker or a gun? I think it's a gun. There's a oh. gun in every bush. On, on, the west side, on the west side of Chicago, you can look at it at every in every hedgerow. You can find pistols in there. If it's if you're a good looking girl, there's a stalker in every bush. <laughs> <laughs> probably true. That probably is. I could true. never. I could not like. I could never stalk. Like I don't. I don't have the kind of dedication. I'm too lazy <laughs> to stop. Like, I'll still call you and be like, I'm in your bushes, but actually I'm at home yeah. playing PlayStation. <laughs> Watching Rachel Ray on the Food Network. <laughs> You're a Talking lazy about, stalker. I mean, yeah, I'm definitely a lazy. I'm a, I'm a lazy stalker. I can never go through I can never go through with it. I like I make a note of where you're at at all times, and and tell you that I know that you're at these places, but I never actually show up. I just don't have the drive. I don't have the drive <laughs> to be. Yeah, I have the take- drive to be that interested in somebody. Yeah. That I have to know what they're doing when they're not with me. It's way too much work. Yeah, yeah, that's- yeah, yeah, yeah. Stalkers, stalkers is a whole different dedication level. Yeah, it's absolutely whole true. I'm not. I'm, I'm not that like. I have a hard time. I don't say I have commitment issues. I just, 
Like, it just takes a lot for me to be committed. And if I am going to be committed, like, it's never going to be to a point where I lose myself. Like, I like stalkers, I, I hate those those people. Because you can't really rationalize why you're hanging out in someone's bushes, especially at this time <laughs> no. of year. Right. Oh, like, yeah. you're hanging out this time, like, this, waiting in someone's bushes, waiting for them to walk in. So then you can just be like, hey, what's up? I was just... Uh, <laughs> I was just walking around the area. Really, why is this thorn stuck to your coat? <laughs> I don't. Like, I, those people annoy me. Those, those, those go-getters. The go-getters, yes. Those people that think they can change things. But just, I just, if I just talk to you, gosh. It'll all work out in the end. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Okay, Sorry uh, about that tangent, by the way. Okay. I don't mind tangents. We like tangents. I, we love tangents on, on podcasts. That's what podcasts are for, is for tangents. Um. And ranting. I would not. I'm not the kind of guy that says things like, you know, oh, Kevin, do your act. You know, I don't do that kind of stuff. But I heard a rumor about, well, I was supposed to ask you about this. Uh, okay. Justin Severson, you did a podcast with him yesterday. Yes, sir. And he, he said, you have to ask Kevin about Barack Obama and Adolf Hitler. So I don't know what the, what it's all about, but I'm supposed to ask what? you about Barack Here. Obama and Hitler. Here's my thing. Here's my thing about. <laughs> all right, let me try to explain it without like being like going into the mode of being uh, like telling jokes. Right. Um, my my take. Like I really don't care about politics. I really don't. Like I get why people is 47 percent Republican, 47 percent Democrat, and there's six percent of vote. But just because I don't agree with your politics doesn't mean you have to disrespect me and my yeah. political views. Right. You can have a, I get that we have different views, but you don't have to be disrespectful to my point of view. So if we have the first black president ever, you have to realize, don't try to be like, it shouldn't be about color. Well, it should be. It's the first black president ever. And then people always say to me, well, what if I, what if I voted for uh, a white president because he was white. Well, my first answer would be you already have because <laughs> I, I guess this is really like our first viable minority candidate. And secondly, it's not apples to apples and oranges to oranges. So I would say if you're going to say that, then that would be if you're voting for a president's white, I would say then the first 43 presidents would have been black. The first 15 of those presidents would have enslaved, murdered, and raped white people. The next 20 of them would have denied them equal rights. So if you had one white president that you felt like, hey, finally, somebody to speak for me, and then he became president, and then a large group of prominent black people started saying, uh, we need to take back our country. It's time to take our country back. We don't mean that to be color. We mean that to be civil liberties. But it's inferred as that. you got to be careful what you say. I would drive you to the voting booth. So when you're telling me, oh, we hate Obama, he's like Hitler, you're not saying he's Hitler. You're only saying Hitler because you can't say the word nigger out loud. That's <laughs> my point. That was exactly That's right. That's how I take that. That's how I take it. How do you compare anybody to Hitler? Yeah. Is he going around yeah. mass, lining people up, and just yeah. killing them off? So when you go, oh, it's, it's, it's Hitler. Uh, I heard, I heard, er. That's what I heard. <laughs> I heard, er. I didn't hear the hit part. I heard, er. And I put nig in. That's what I hear. 
That's my take on politics. You don't have to agree with them. And, and not enough people, not enough people take the high road because everyone has a social media. Everyone wants to get their yeah. point across. And if you don't, everyone has an ego and they can't have thoughtful, thoughtful conversations. Somebody said to me, look, man, I think it's great that we have a black president that shows the diversity of our country. I think Obama is working hard to do what's right for the country. But, and also, I think that anyone that, that doesn't think he's working hard, anyone that is racist, I don't want your vote. I am disagreeing with him because I strongly disagree with his political beliefs. And that is why I am voting this way. And that I respect. But when you call him Hitler, then you lose me. <laughs> Yeah, yep. it's ridiculous. If you say that he's he's yep. if you say he doesn't work hard, you say why is he taking vacation? If things like that, <laughs> lazy, <laughs> those things like that. I did not like Bush as a president, but I never called him lazy. He wasn't exactly articulate with words. Words right. wasn't his strong suit. <laughs> right. <laughs> but still, I get like here's my thing. I try not to be hard on people if they're if they're doing something that I know that I can't do. How am I? Why am I ridiculing someone that I can't do that job? So how am I to tell somebody how bad they are at a job that I can't do? Because it's and easy if people to do. take right, it's easy to do. But if people take that approach more, now that being said, it's off limits for athletes. I'll I'll call a shitty athlete, and I can't I can't I can't run a four four. <laughs> no, I can't run a four four, but I can. <clears throat> I can tell you that you can't catch a pass because you know why <laughs> we uh, we are we are uh, paying to 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 have that. We are paying as fans to embrace right. that. That's that's a different that's a different mindset. That's for entertainment purposes. Right. This well, is for correct. the betterment of our of our lives. Like if you don't agree, it's politics. But if everybody is like, hey. All right, I don't agree with you, but let's rally around you. You won, so let's try this. This is what you want as president. Let's try this. And if it doesn't work, then we're going to do it. But people don't don't think that way. And that's fine, but you you can be respectful in a way. No, that's I think my that's very true. Am I, am I wrong? Am I, am I off in this? Am I? No, I don't think so. Do you mind if we play the soundbite for the more you know uh, that they do on NBC right after that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you're cool with losing sponsors, <laughs> go right ahead. Go right ahead. Well, I just want to thank Justin Severson for for asking me to ask you oh, that yeah, because it really fantastic. worked out rather well. I look. I'm a. I'm. I'm a. I, I'm not a good person. <laughs> hey, don't get me wrong. I, I, okay. I'm not a good person. I'll I'll shit on anyone if it makes me feel better about myself. Like, okay. I'm an American. Yeah. Good to know. People, up front. people say all the time, "Oh, you don't you don't believe in nothing." And I get that all the time because I'm just ambivalent. But that's not true. I believe in a lot of things. I believe in God. Um, I'm pro life except for like two times. Jesus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> One time I thought I wanted to be pro life. It was a false alarm. Uh, pro life again. Who loves me? Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. I look, I'm not I don't I'm not a good person but I still I still know how good people think <laughs> and I try to pass those things on like I go this is how a good person should think this is maybe something I don't subscribe to but this is how you should think 
So you're kind of like the Johnny Appleseed of thinking. Yeah, you know, that I try to have my, I try my show, like I try, obviously my show is to make people laugh, but I also want you to reevaluate who you are as a person within the context of my show. Like I want to say things that make you go, oh, I didn't look at things that way. Or, oh, I didn't even know that that was, that was an option for me to process information that way. Right. I don't just I just don't try to just tell jokes for the sake of jokes. Well, that's a great thing about comedy in general is there's a lot of times that the thing that's making you laugh so hard is that it makes you kind of realize that you had a totally false view of something. Mm-hmm. I mean from Lenny Bruce on up to, you know, Richard Pryor to anybody you can think of, they make you think along with uh laughing your ass off. You try to you just try to get people to to question what it is what it is that you're doing. Like one of the things I say, and I believe it's like the worst thing you can do is go through life and not know who you are as a person. That's why I always like say, like I'm not a good person. I'm not, like I do good things, but I also do really shitty things. And I know this <laughs> shitty, but I still like, nah, I, I'm committed to this shitty cause. So I'm gonna keep doing it. So I like, I get, I get that. I get that I, I'm not, sitting here preaching to you as if I'm perfect. I know that I'm not, but I still have a a pretty good sense of who I am. And I think that's why a lot of times relationships fail, not just like couples, but like friendships and stuff fail because you think you're one thing, but you're really not that person and you're doing things. And that that person's like, you're not that person. You're like, well, I'm not like this. Yeah, you are. Well, you can come and talk to me. No, I can't. And that's and that's just where where the disconnect is. Is people are so worried about uh, getting getting pleased, and people what's doing for them that they stop working on themselves. My stand up tries to make people think about that, but it generally probably doesn't work because those people are like, "He ain't talking about me." (laughs) 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 These these jokes for you. You need to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking. You know who the first person was to predict there was going to be a black president? Do you know this, Kevin? Uh um, the movie Contact. Nope, it Morgan was Nipsey Friedman? Russell. It was Nipsey Russell in the 1960s. What did he say? But when did he say it was going to be? Did he say it's going to be a first black president like '72? No. <laughs> what he said was, people ask me. Will we ever have a black president? And I tell them, yes, but only if he runs against a Mexican. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very funny. And there's some, there is some, there is some truth to that. I mean, yeah, back, back there. Clips don't even need to put up the lights because they're bright and shiny enough as they are. On this episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you as always by Brad Sean Bryant. Great clips this week. From Jessica Curson, the Kowalski's Family Market, and Kevin Bozeman. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week. Ooh, it's so